There's not anyone else that's the captain of the boat, right? That's that's your job. So so you need to take time and you need to sit down and, and make a meeting with yourself to get clear on what that is. This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we take a look at what is changing in the industry and we take it to the front lines of those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services. We have Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn, my two favorite companies, by the way. And with me is the, I don't know, you know, if you watch this on YouTube, Dan's kind of a little dishuffled this morning. I think, did you shave? It doesn't look like he shaved. Not that I didn't material. shave, but I went for a run. I went for a five mile run and I'm a little. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Dan, little, uh, introduce yourself. Talk By the way, my two round. favorite companies, Dan Gordon, uh, <laughs> my two favorite companies are our sponsors, Colmarch by Workways. Oh. <laughs> if you need digital marketing, get with them at colmarch.com. And Peshur, if for your insurance needs in the pest control industry, auto, GL, workers comp, visit them at peshur.com. And hang on today, before you before you get going, just just yeah. for our audience, I think what you just did there, I think there's a term for that. It's called virtue signaling. Signaling is what you just did. I guess what you did. Okay. Yeah. 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 By the way, I do love our sponsors as well. And as much as Dan kind of pitted it like it's not my favorite, which you know, at the end of the day, I, I will stand by Triangle is absolutely my favorite company. But I do like our sponsors, and I even like Dan most of the time. Not always. So <clears throat> you want to introduce our topic, Dan, because this was going to be good. Sure. One. Today is we're going to do something that I know very little about and that I do very little. It's uh, planning. <laughs> it's ready, fire, aim. <laughs> so <laughs> today we're going to talk about planning your next year. I mean, it's it's a good time of year, uh, August, right? So it's, it's actually when we start uh, doing tax projections for our clients like end of August, beginning of September. So, cause we really kind of have a feel for how this current year, 2023 is going. And then we're able to kind of parlay that into plans for next year. But I see that uh, you've written a very beautiful and detailed planning uh, cheat sheet mm -hmm. that we can work from, which yeah. is kind of nice. So um, anyway, yeah. uh, let's Shall go we? with the first line item, which is when do we start to plan, Donnie? Yes. Yes. So a few disclaimers. Number one, <clears throat> I do, if you know, if you spend any time with me, you you will know that I am very much a planner. Um, <clears throat> I don't run around with a notebook, but I've got to-do lists. I've got goal lists. I've got the whole bid. And despite all that, I still manage to screw things up. But nonetheless, I go through the process. I do the work. I do find it valuable. Um, and Dan, you're right. We were talking about doing an episode on planning, mainly because it's August and most people are kind of getting towards the backside of their season. I realize our brethren and sisters of the South don't have as much seasonality as our folks up North. Um, <clears throat> you know, we, we are in North Carolina. We're also in Texas. So we typically are pretty seasonal, but you know, fall is the time, right? I mean, when you think about when do you make your money as a leader? When do you make your money as, a, as, as an owner? It truly is in the planning and providing direction to business. And so I think this is one of those key topics where you really need to sit back, think about how do I get in front of the business? How do I, you know, <clears throat> by the way, Pest World this year is in Hawaii. 
I'm not going. <laughs> it's too far. Oh, no. Why aren't you going? <laughs> I'm not going because I can't burn that much time away from the family. Like if so, my kids are in school during Pest World. And and for me to haul off to Hawaii for an entire week and without the family and uh and and just like mm, yeah. So Long story short, though, bringing it back to what I was going, the point I was going to make is that one of the things, one of the strategies that I have done in years past, and I find it very helpful because if I don't, I end up meandering around pest world kind of aimlessly, which is typically how I live most of my life, meandering around aimlessly, not knowing what to look for. But when I take the time to sit back and plan, when I go to pest world, I'm much more focused in the boost that I'm stopping at. And I'm much more, I get a lot more out of it in terms of benefit for the business. And so, you know, for me, one of the things I like to do is sit back, think about the business. I do a, a, an actual journal entry. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Then I go to Pest World or I go to any other conferences. There's more than just Pest World. I'm sure everyone is aware. <clears throat> and then from that, I'm looking at what's new, what I want to bring into the business. And then by Thanksgiving, I'm pretty well wrapped up as far as the plan is concerned for the next year, mainly because we've added lawn and, you know, our lawn season kicks off in January. So I've got to be kind of ready to go at the click over the new year. Um, But the whole idea is that, you know, you prepare now, you do all the planning now um, so that when it comes time to start next year, you know, the more time you have to plan, the more time it gives you to make big changes if you have to make them, which I know that, most people don't have to make big decisions like people decisions or decisions that take months to implement, but I certainly do. And um, I've just found that the, the sooner I do that in the fall, which is a fantastic time to do it, um, the easier it is. So with it's that. Also, it's also from, from a profitability planning perspective for the current year, it's where you kind of know where you're going to end up. So you know uh, that you either have to reduce your income to reduce your taxes, or, you know, you've got to navigate the rest of the year, depending on how the year went. But uh, we do a lot of tax projection work at this time of the year. Mm-hmm. And speaking of pest world, uh, I'm going to go right out and say this right now. So it'll, it'll force my team to be committed. Every year at pest world, we have a <laughs> uh, kind of a cocktail hour. But what we've decided to do is at like four in the morning, because everybody's going to be from the mainland, especially from the East Coast, we're going to do uh, a breakfast, coffee. Uh, We're going to do some sort of event at 4 a.m. one of the days. We just have to figure it out. And uh, by all means, you're all invited. Uh, And um, just come to our booth and you'll find out uh, or we'll be sending out emails. Um, That's what I call planning. Actually, what I think that is, is an excuse for you to be on an all-night bender, and 4 a.m. is just when you're getting rolling. I think that's really what's going on here. That so. might be true for Andrew De La Chapelle, our <laughs> sales guy. But me, I am a sleeper, a runner, uh-huh. physically fit, and out of breath from my five-mile run. And, uh, and unshaven. So, anyway. So, and, let's and get rolling. You ready to yeah. rock? Let's okay, go. so let's talk about how do we do this, right? And and by the way, this is not going to be a course on how do you plan. I certainly didn't want to offend anyone. I know that we all plan. I'm going to walk through how I do it and tell you some things I've learned. Obviously, you could sit back and make fun of me. You can sit back and laugh because I'm sure you're probably going to be like, that guy's dumber and whatever, which is perfectly true. But having said all of that, you know, one of the things that I believe that we need to start with is what I call the essential question, right? Is like, 
by the way, I stole this from E-Myth and I added a little bit. Um, I am a huge fan of E-Myth. We've had Michael Gerber on the podcast. That book is a bit dated. And when I say a bit dated, like really dated, but it's got some really good principles on it. And when you look at some of these newer books like Traction and, you know, some of these other models, it's, you know, like they say, there's nothing new under the sun. And E-Myth didn't create some of the things that that he talked about it either. It's just, you know, at, at the time I was coming up, that was the book that was in vogue. I read it. It changed my life. It changed my business. But, but in that book, they talk about seven centers of management. And I took that and really dug into that. And it has, it has benefited me uh, tremendously throughout the years. I modified it slightly because it's a little dated, but the centers are marketing, sales, people, financial, leadership, management, and customer service. I took management and threw that into leadership. And then I added one called technology because I just feel like technology is such a lever in our industry. Like you really need to, you need to pay attention to that. And you also, as a leader, you need to understand what's coming down. Um, you know, what, what's the latest in technology? Not that you need to implement the latest and greatest thing, but it's a big thing when you think about we are in the service industry and our goal is efficiency. How do we do more with people? And obviously, technology is one of those levers where you can you can make some really good gains in that area. So so when we look at like how do we approach planning in our business, you don't have to use those seven areas. I personally think these are great because it forces me to look at the essential functions of each part of the business. Again, it's marketing, sales, and we'll put this up on the show notes so that folks can see it. I don't know if we'll put this full uh, outline, but I'll put like a little planning template that folks can use. Um or you can dispense of it, or you can burn it, whatever you'd like to do. But it's marketing, sales, people, financial, leadership, slash management, customer service, and then technology. And one of the things I like to do is, first of all, if you're not doing this, I, I do this thing, it's kind of weird, every day called the morning meeting. Have I told you about this, Dan? The morning meeting? Is, does anybody attend or is it just you? It's It's just me, myself, and I. Okay. Yeah. If you're, uh, if you're a nut job, yes. If you're so, schizophrenic, then you're not alone. No, I'm not alone. I'm always, I've always got a friend hanging out. At least That's I think, right. but, you know, but the rea- and this is, again, this is something else I learned at a meeting one time and it has absolutely changed my life. And, and so in the mornings I get up and I legitimately, I go through my day and I have a meeting with myself and I say, okay, well, what do I have? I mean, if you think about it, right, you go to work, and you have a meeting about what's coming up for the week, what's going on for the day, whatever. I found I was not doing that personally. When I sit down each day, you know, there's a few things that I do. Number one is I track, you know, did I, did I follow through on the habits I want to follow through on? Number two, am I making progress on my goals? And then number three, I'm doing some sort of journal entry where I'm like looking at, hey, this is what's going on in life. And, and this is not like, hey, I ate at Denny's yesterday and I really enjoyed the eggs. I mean, these are like big questions, right? I mean, these are questions where, you know, hey, what are you thinking about? What are you grateful for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bringing that back to this idea, I think as an owner, you absolutely should schedule meetings with yourself. And what I mean by that is it's okay to take a day and go somewhere and sit down and think about the business and where you want to go. Now, it's really easy between life, you know, you're going on vacations and you're taking time away from the business. And then when you come to work, you're doing, but it's okay to take a day where you separate yourself from the family, you separate yourself from the business and you sit down and you really just think through where you're at, where you're going <clears throat> and what do you want to do? And I do this each year. I, and, 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 you know, 
I'm not great at it, but you know, I, what I do is I actually put it on the calendar and I force it so that, cause if I don't put it on the calendar, I never do it. And that's, you know, that's so it's, it's funny. Uh, I do, I don't have a meeting with myself, but every <laughs> Sunday morning I get my outlook out and take my to-do list. Cause if you don't put a to-do list on your calendar, it doesn't get done. It just stays as a to-do. It right? does. So I put it at, that's exactly what I do. Sunday mornings, I take about a half hour and then I go and, and I feel much better about Sunday because Sunday is one of those days where you're just, uh, you know, uh, it, it, you, you feel like, oh, geez, tomorrow's coming. And, uh, but, but, but if you have everything all under control, it's, it's, it's good, but that's what I do. So. Well, it's like most things, right? When you roll in with a plan, you're most likely to get that done versus, you know, being reactive yeah. in life. And so, so Dan has a weekly meeting with himself. I have a daily one and I have an annual one. And I don't just do this for business. I do some, you know, for my family and personal stuff and those types of things. But this whole idea is that you schedule a day and and you, I mean, I don't care where you go, but go somewhere where you're away from everyone and everything and you're just kind of by yourself. And one of the things that I do, you know, I think as an owner, one of the most critical roles that you play is answering this question of where are we going? Right. Because that's really the role that you play as a visionary, <clears throat> as an owner, as a leader. Like your whole thing is vision and direction. And you need to be kind of dialed into where do you want to take the business? Because in general, most people who are in your business, they're going to have a vision maybe for their department. They're going to have a vision maybe for, you know, their little area responsibility, but they're not going to have this, this, you know, this macro view of the business and where it needs to go and really where you want it to go and really just grounding yourself and thinking through that. And I will tell you that this day meeting, like I'm tired when it's done because it's a lot of thinking. And so this whole idea is that you, you sit down and I ask myself three simple questions when I do this for each area that we're talking about, which is number one is what is the vision? Meaning that if I look at marketing in my business, what is the vision? And this could be something simple like, you know, the vision for marketing at Triangle is that we provide more than enough leads and a brand that, you know, number one, sustainability for the business for, for you know, decades to come. But number two, enough leads that I can grow revenue at the, at the rate I want to grow it at. And I'm not going to throw out specific numbers because that'll change every year. But this whole idea of like, you write down, this is the vision for marketing in the business for next year. If everything were perfect, and I'm just using marketing, this could be sales, people, financial, you know, technology, yada, yada, yada. This is what it looks like. <clears throat> and you getting clear on what that looks like. Because again, as an owner, as a leader, that's exactly what you should be doing. I mean, that's how you make your money because there's not anyone else that's the captain of the boat, right? That's that's your job. So so you need to take time and you need to sit down and, and make a meeting with yourself to get clear on what that is. Because I will tell you, if you don't do that, oftentimes it's not very clear. And the next article you read... The next podcast you listen to, that shiny penny you pick <laughs> yes, up. Yes, that shiny. Yes, the shiny toy. It it tends to distract you or tends to muddy the water. And so there's there's this whole idea of answering that question of what is the vision. Let's just start there. And then the next the next question after that is like, hey, what's going well, right? Just just this whole idea of you getting clear on like what's working well in this part of my business, like whether it be marketing, you know, again, sales, people, whatever. And not only what's going well in that area of the business is how do I do more of that? How do I create more of what's going well? And then the next question is, is what needs work? You know, what, 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 what needs work in terms of 
marketing. Now, all of this is in context of this vision that you have you have created for this area of your business. And what needs work is going to get very, very clear. And that's why you start with this vision question, right? What does it look like? Because then when you come down and say, well, what's going well, what needs work, that what needs work, this is where you really make the money. This is where <clears throat> you get really, really clear on like, this is what needs to happen next year. And again, I don't know if you do anything like this, Dan, it's something that I do. I typically do it in September. I don't want to interrupt hunting season season and September tends to be fairly, it's not slow for us. We're pretty busy actually, but from what I do, it, it sets me up for the fall and it sets me up so that when I start going to conferences and I start talking to people and I start hearing all these great ideas, then, then I'm pretty clear, clear on which ones that I can actually accomplish. And I want to, that I want to make progress on and others, which are, they're great ideas, but, but not right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Um, it's important to go with a plan. I mean, uh, everybody goes to, to pest world to enjoy and whatnot, but I think that, uh, having a plan laid out of what you want to see and what you want to do. So I go as a vendor right. and I set up meetings before I get there. Yep. Um, you know, um, and with potential clients. So, uh, those are people who, you know, take the time to set up meetings with me and other vendors. And it's important. Don't, you know, going to pest world is not a cheap thing, right? So make the most of it and make sure that you get something out of it and as well as the other shows. Um, so, right. Uh, but um, yeah, Well, it's, so, it's, it's, it's certainly as easy to go there and a get distracted or B, you know, you have a great time, but I don't know about you. Great time I can do with my family. I can do somewhere else. I mean, I don't, and not just, I'm not being critical. I'm just saying like, you know, that's not, no, you can do both. Me. I mean, we, yeah. we always have a great time, but we definitely, you know, we know what it costs, but it costs us a lot of money because we're a vendor and we know how many um, new sales that we have to get in order to make it worthwhile. And every year we get it, but some years it's harder than others, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. So as we think about this process, the very first thing, you know, is, is let's, let's get a meeting scheduled for yourself. You don't have to do it this way. This is the way I do it. I don't like distractions. I need time to sit down and think. And when I'm, you know, for me personally, I actually write this out just like I'm writing a, a letter to someone, you know, I start with each category. What's the overall vision. I actually write that out. What's going well. I write that out and what needs work. And for me personally, when I write, it forces me to think at a deeper level. It forces me to organize my thoughts. It's not just, I'm going to give it the high pass. I'm going to think it through and I'm going to write down two or three things. Not telling you you have to do it that way. I'm just telling you that's the way I do it. And I, I have found it very useful. Second thing is, so there's the meeting with you. There's the three questions with the journal is, I would say, make sure before you roll into this meeting with yourself is that you also have a really good handle on what's happening in your business in terms of real data. You know, oftentimes if I'm not paying attention to something, I will have a lot of feelings about it. And sometimes my feelings don't agree with what's actually going on in terms of data, both good and bad. There's been times I thought, oh man, this part of the business is going great. And you look at the data and it's hmm, not really, <laughs> or vice versa. I think this area of the business sucks. And you look at you look at the data and it's actually doing quite well. So I would just say, you know, okay, meeting with yourself, get it on the calendar, take a look at number two is take a look at data, make sure that you understand what's happening in the business. And then number three is if you have a team, once you kind of create this, what you should do is come back with broad, like this is where I want to go with the business. And then you need to let allow them to come up with a plan. Meaning that when you go off to do this planning session, 
if you have a team or a leadership team that's under you, it's not, I'm going to come back and marketing needs to do this, 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 and this. It's more about like marketing needs to perform here. Here's the budget. And then go to your marketing manager or whomever and say, I want you to tell me how you can do this. And there's a really important point of doing this because you may have the most perfect strategy to make that happen. But the last thing you want to do is go and give that to that person. Any guesses why I think that, Dan? Well, you don't get people to grow. You, you know, if you, if you spoon feed people, you, uh, I mean, you, you've got to let people think. The other, the other thing is uh, you want to get from A to B, but you have your vision of how it's going to happen. And um, you need to let people either do a better job or do a worse job and learn a lesson. So yeah. that's, that's how we manage in our, in our company anyway. Well, there's something that I learned a long time ago, and, and I, will, I will mention it here, is that when it comes to you having a team, you, know, you may have all the great ideas, but sometimes people surprise you and they have a better idea of how to approach something. The second one, and I think this is the more important piece of this, is that if you have a team and you go off and you know, you're on the ivory tower and, and, and you get all this inspiration and it's just you come down, you have all these amazing things that you want to do. People support what they help create. That's it's really important. You know, I mean, for people to understand this is that people support what they help create. So if you give them a plan and a strategy, <clears throat> that's your plan and your strategy. So when it doesn't work, whose is it? Who owns it? <laughs> right. Yeah. So versus versus if it's like, hey, I have this budget. Here's what we need to do in terms of leads. And I'm using marketing just because it's, you know, obviously everyone knows I love marketing. But, you know, now when they come back, you say, how can we do this? Now they have a way, they have a lot more ownership and they're way more invested in the plan because they help create it. And so it's just really important. I want to iterate this point because it's really critical if you have a team, people support what they help create. Now, your job is to provide the overall, like this is where the boat's going. You don't necessarily need to provide this is how we do this specific piece of it. So you were going to say something, and I interrupted you. What were you going to say? No, I I, I think that uh, you've got to let people, um, you know, either create the the the, the road map, or uh, you've got to let them. Uh, you got to you got to get them invested, and that's what we do. So I lay out the vision for what we want to do. I say how how much we want to grow. I say how many new clients we want to add what our attrition rate's going to be. I, I put all those numbers out there and say, mm -hmm. okay, well, what do we want to do with this? And um, then what we do is we kind of plan for profit and we start backwards. We go, we want to yep. make this much money. Yep. And then we go all the way to the top with that. But it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, you know, uh, the uh, uh, like technology, uh, as you have as one category a few years ago, that wasn't a big deal, but now it's a Correct. very big deal. It's, yep. it, it's everything, um, you know, and so, uh, you don't have to be a, a technologist, but you have to make sure that you, um, have folks that, uh, you know, that, that know what they're doing in that, in that regard. You know, not um, to get down a rabbit hole here with technology, but I almost view playing with technologies like playing with a snake. You know, I mean, and what I mean by that is <clears throat> technology is great and it can be a huge distraction. And, and this is probably because I'm on the backside of a big conversion and everyone knows that story and I have PTSD from it and I have nightmares about it at night. And it's just been such a great ride. But I will tell you that 
you know, technology is one of those things. It's really sexy up front and, and boy, when you get in it and you, and you really have to make it work, it's something totally different. So just be wise and be thoughtful on how you go about that because it's not, it's like most things. It's like construction projects and remodels. They're always under budget and always on time. That's all I'll say. And I'm not being sarcastic one bit when I say that. So, so anyway. let's move on to marketing, yeah, sales, people, financial. Yeah, so, so let's marketing. get to the what seven are you, what, are you, what are you planning for uh, marketing? Um, so I just put here? some, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through some some questions that I that you may want to think about and then some things to consider and then some resources to go and look at for each one of these categories. And and by the way, I'm not going to tell you what to plan for. I'm certainly not going to tell anyone how to run their business. I mean, there's no context here. I'm just telling you there's some things that that I'm thinking about this year, some things that um some questions that can get you thinking. But you know, when I think about marketing, the very first thing I think about are where are the cracks? And, and the easiest way to do that is number one is looking at your lead volume, looking at your cost per lead, looking at your cost per sale. And if you're like most folks in the industry right now, I would say that probably lead volume is down, cost per lead is up and cost per sale is up. That's, I don't, <laughs> everyone. I talk That's to. what we're seeing. If uh, you look <laughs> yeah. at uh, what, what, you know, uh, we just issued the uh, pest index and uh um, it was down significantly for June. We, we believe that it's all weather related. What I'm seeing though, is a lot of our clients revenues are up because of price increases, but customer counts are pretty even. There's not a ton of customer growth. So what are you going to do about it next year? That's the question. Unless you are door to door, it's, it's frustrating. And, and, and by the way, I'm not advocating that strategy. I'm not saying you should or should not do it, but but we are very much in the same boat. I mean, with with at, at Triangle, we you know, our customer counts are flat, which is very frustrating for me. Um, but but you know, there's this question of where are the cracks, and then number two is thinking through like, well, what has my strategy been, and is it working the way I want it to, and then what is possible, and then number three, which I think is probably the most important question, is how can I be more efficient with my marketing dollars, meaning that for every dime I squeeze out, how do I get as many opportunities as possible, and you know, in the past, we, gosh, we keep beating this drum, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. You know, the value of digital is by, I mean, it absolutely is there. So I'm not going to, when I say this, I'm not saying digital is not important because that's, that's completely false. Digital is, I think, the primary source for almost every single company outside of a door company that, that, you know, as far as their marketing strategy, the question becomes, is there anything else and how do I leverage it more? Are there other strategies within that realm? You know, it used to be that I could just be like, well, I'm going to do SEO. I'm going to do pay-per-click and I could be, you know, I could knock off 50, $60 cost per lead, $100 cost per sale. No problem at all. Had plenty of volume. It's way more complicated than that now. And it's, it's way more specialized. It's because everyone's on the platform. And so you have to find new ways to compete. And so anyway, these are planning questions that I would think about. Things to consider is this massive shift in digital. And what I mean by this massive shift in digital is that there's a new reality in terms of cost. And not all of it is, you know, I'm, everyone knows that we're sponsored by Co-March, um, but it's not just in the agencies. The, the massive shift is on the platform. So when you look at Google and what's happening with Google, and I, I mean, I don't know, if, have, you, have you signed up for this um, test AI have you done this yet, Dan? Like when you're doing Google searches, are you getting the no, results from AI? Uh -uh. So you can sign up for this. It's invitation only. 
I don't know how to get you an invitation, but I got an invitation. And so what's happening now is when I do a search, half the page is dedicated to AI response. And I like this AI response because it's a little better than chat GPT in my regard, because it's connected to the internet. You know, chat GPT stopped training in 2021, I think 2022, September of one of those years, I think it was 21. Um, whereas, you know, Google's AI is still connected to the internet. And so I start doing searches and it'll provide insights into what it thinks about my business. And it's pretty interesting. So, so anyway, long story short, there's just this massive shift in digital. And where I was going with that is like, now think about the page. Okay. The first half of it is dedicated just to AI. I don't know that that'll stay that way, but that first half is AI. And then I have my pay-per-click and then I've got my local pack. And then say AI, I don't think I've seen this. I mean, I, I, what I see is a Google page, right? And I see uh, you've got your pay. The real estate for SEO is getting smaller and smaller because that's free, right? Mm -hmm. So you got uh, your your AdWords, then you got your Google local and guaranteed and whatnot, which take up the rest of the real estate and then the small pieces, SEO. So what does this AI look like and how much real estate does it take up on the page? Well, should I do this on YouTube? Yeah, you can do a screen share. Oh, all right. Let yeah. me take a look here. So I, I will do a screen share here. And for the, those of you that are on uh, that are listening to us, you're just going to have to go to YouTube because we are totally ad-libbing right now. Can you see a page that says Triangle Pest Control right now, Dan? Yes. Mm -hmm. You see how it says get AI-powered overview for this yeah. search? Yeah. Where do you so get that? You got, you got to be bona fide. And you're just oh, not, you're just man, not bona fide. I'm, I'm not in the club. But here's the interesting part, okay? It here's services like it completely went through and analyzed my business and says, "Hey, you can ask follow-up questions about it." And there's this picture of me back when I was about 20 years younger and there my son. Yeah, That's my son Blake. That, but yeah. <laughs> so um, so but take a look cool. at this page, but but take a look at this page and where all the real estate is here. So mm -hmm. this one, you know, obviously I'm logged in as me. So it's given me, you know, I'm not getting a ton of ads, but you know, down here we've got, now it's triangle. It's all ads. So so my point here wow. is I'm going to stop sharing, but this, this AI piece here, I don't know how long this is going to be experimental, but I will absolutely yeah. tell you, it's taken up a lot of real estate on the search. It sure is. And the and, reality and, is. And if I were, if I were doing pay-per-click, I'd be mad because all the real estate is going to this uh, this beta test. Well, my question is, is how do I pay AI to like me? <laughs> <laughs> right. AI doesn't have a thing for money. Or, no, or no, no. Good but looking women or good looking no, men. Or, no. So, no. So my point here is, is that, again, you know, you're thinking through this. I I had not planned on doing this whole tutorial on Google's Baird. Uh, AI algorithm. But the point I'm making is, is it's a change. It's something you should think about. It's some thinking, you know, when you're, when you're doing planning, it's like, Hey, we need to, we need to put some effort into this and we need to, we need to start figuring out how do we use it? I mean, me personally, I'm thinking about it because I think Google's, you know, they, they call it Baird AI. I think their AI could be more powerful because they are, you know, Microsoft has chat GPT and it's by far head and shoulders above Google's, but it's not connected to the internet. I'm sure they can. I think they've started connecting. Oh, I've been using Bard. I, I've been, you know, a, the, the chat GPT on the articles that I'm writing are, it's throwing me a lot of dated material. So I, I went to the Google um, version and um, I like it much better. It's, uh, 
Okay. So resources that you can use, um, and, and this is a shameless plug. They didn't ask me to do this, but I do think it's valuable. Colmarch puts out kind of this digital report each year or, or every other year. I find that very useful. It, I mean, we I remember back when I was there and we we did it. We split out, you know, based on company size and then also kind of the area of the country you're in. It just gives you a few parameters to just double check how you're doing as compared to the market. You know, one of the unique things about Coolmarch is that they are exclusively pest and lawns. They've got a really good handle on a ton, a ton of different um, markets. And it's very specific to that. Dan, it's kind of like you. You can provide kind of an insight into the pest control business because you've got so many companies that fall under you. You're very, very specialized. Coolmarch's the same way. I would highly recommend that you grab a, a copy of that report. Take a look at where you're at. See how you stack up. And then just look for opportunities. The second thing I would say is there's a YouTube video. You can make fun of me. I wrote one. I wrote one. Oh, my gosh. I recorded a YouTube video. This was back in, when, in COVID. But a lot of people had tons of questions of how do I tie my revenue goal all the way back to how many leads I need to generate. So there's a whiteboard video out there. We'll link it up. That'll walk you through like looking at, you know, really using math to back into how many leads you need to generate and how much money you need to devote to marketing, to your marketing budget in order to hit a revenue goal. And so it, I'll walk you through all the math. It's it's on YouTube. We'll pop, we'll pop a link up on the show notes once this is all done. But that's marketing. Again, there's tons more that you could think about. I'm just adding in some things that I am thinking about this year. Like obviously the AI thing is a big thing that I'm thinking about. And then, you know, how do we, how do we plan for that? So that's marketing. Dan, anything to add before we move on to sales? Nada. Okay. Next one is sales. And these are going to be basic, you know, basic, again, these are planning questions, things to consider and some resources. Number one is what I want to grow by next year. And then number two, which I think is a really critical, this is one that people forget with sales, which is how do I offset more sales with better retention? Meaning that, you know, sales are expensive and selling in the selling process in general is very expensive. You can do an awful lot in terms of growth if you play really, really good defense. And one of the points I always make, and I'm doing this now with our leadership team is I'm, you know, we're taking them through the numbers and much, if you listen to the open book management, you know, Dan and I disagree on this. I am doing open book to a small degree at Triangle, which means I'm teaching my people the numbers. And one of the key exercises that I love doing with folks is showing them how a penny saved does not equal a penny earned. Where I take a dollar and I show them what happens, what we earn in profit, you know, on the bottom line for a dollar, you know, for a dollar that we earn, how much profit that shows. And then I show them if I were to take a dollar profit, how much I have to sell in order to make that dollar. And basically what it, that exercise shows, and we can save this for a later episode if people are interested in it, it just shows you how much easier it is to make profit in saving cash than it is in selling cash. So I just, I think, you know, in the, in the case of sales and growing your business, I think it's the same thing. You are much better off playing really, really good defense and keeping the customers that you have. It makes your sale, when you can do that, you don't have to go out and kill yourself in terms of money and effort to, to grow, because, you know, if you can play, play really, really good defense, you don't need a huge sales team and you don't need to do a ton of sales. And so it's just a really important thing to think about as you're thinking about your sales for next year is don't forget about that retention strategy, because it's absolutely a key part of your sales strategy. You need to view it that way. So, and also swallow your ego and work that cancel list. Cause that's the best list you have. It's the cheapest uh, cost per is. sale that you'll, you'll be able to get. 
So I got to speed up. I realize we're getting short on time yeah. here. So I'll just, I'll cruise through these final ones, but resources there are sales consultants. And then the other one I would say is door to door, which that's a whole other can of worms we'll have to get into later. People, things to think about, planning questions, attraction. I, if you've not read the book, um, and I know a lot of our listeners are already on EOS. I was not a fan of EOS until I read the people section of it. There's a, there's a chapter in EOS on people and there's a tool in there called the people analyzer. It's get it, want it, uh, capacity to do it and values. As you sit down and do your meeting with yourself, if that's what you choose to do, if you want to be a nut job like Donnie, um, I would say put every one of your leaders and every one of your managers through this process and make hard decisions. You know, at the end of the day, you know, it's much easier to make a transition with a person in the fall and in the winter, if you need to do that. And I'm not telling you, you need to go and fire people. You just may need to move their seats uh, or you may need to move them. And this get it, want it capacity to do it as well as the values, like it makes it clear and it takes it out of the feeling side of things. And it, it, it just highlights who's in the right seat and who's not in the right seat. And you absolutely should be doing that in the fall. And you should be doing it every single year because the business gets bigger people change, the business changes. And so this is a dynamic thing. It's not like you put someone in the seat and they're the golden boy or the golden girl, and they're going to be that golden person for the remainder of the life of the business. And so it's really, really important you do that. Resources on that is Traction the Book. Again, the chapter on people specifically, I think is a fantastic chapter. Anything to add for people before we move on to financial, Dan? Uh, nope. Okay. Financial. <laughs> Just put get a bigger line a bigger bottom line it's not bottom line so okay so if you i know we don't share our show notes i mean our internal notes with everyone but one of the things i put on here one of the best ways to plan financial to see what you've got going on that's great and versus bad is i call it the the shortcut which is you go to the bank and you ask for some ridiculous line like tell them hey i want a 10 million dollar credit line <laughs> some of our listeners may be like well that's more we have more than that which is fine but i'm making a point like whatever your revenue is ask for like 10x of that and the point is not to get the line the point is to have the bank tell you this is why you can't get the line <laughs> so it's like an easy way to see where can you improve financially i mean obviously if you're are they going to go through the exercise i've never heard of that I, oh yeah absolutely because then it goes to credit which this is a trick i've used in the past i'm not telling you you should do it i'm just telling you that i have used it which is i have gone to the bank with some ridiculous amount that i wanted to get and of course i know it's not going to get through credit right because all the sales guys that your, your reps can be like absolutely right and then you got to go through credit and those types. and then the credit you know guys are going to come back and say well we got this this and this and here Basically, my point to you is that this process is not about getting the line. The process is about having some someone who's completely not affiliated with you because a bank looks at a business just like it looks at a business. And they're going to have unfiltered feedback is here's the weak area of your business and here's why you can't get it. Um, now, obviously, you can use Dan and I mean, other resources to figure this out. But this is the Donnie method, not telling you it's great, wrong or different. It's what we do. Uh, things to consider. Finances take a really long time. What I mean by that is that you spend money. It takes a lot longer for you to replace it in my own experience than you think. So when you're making plans for next year, I would just say be conservative. The second thing is, as Dave Ramsey says this all the time, and I think it's absolutely correct. He talks about when it, say, when, when it comes to saving money, 
it's not complicated. It's more about behavior than it is information. So maybe get some things to think about when you're doing planning is how do we change our behaviors such in a way that we're going to hit our financial goals, whatever that is. Resources for that is going to be the cost study that Dan does. Again, another shameless plug. Um, I think the cost study is great because you can compare how you're doing in terms of ratios with other companies and kind of know if you're in the slot or not. So Dan, I know this is kind of your wheelhouse here. Anything to add before we move on to the next three? And I'm just going to blow through the next three and we're going to finish out. Just a, a, a point of reference on the cost study. A little proud of that. Uh, I was at the associated uh, meeting the other day and Ed Robinson, the, the, the facilitator of the associated group, he had a slide up on uh, one of the presentations about various uh, KPIs in the pest industry and the PCO bookkeepers cost study was referenced and he used chat GPT to get the information and it gave us the <laughs> the kudos. So I thought that that was pretty cool. So ladies and gentlemen, next time you see Dan, just give him a gold star. I think Absolutely. That <laughs> That's what I need. So, okay. Okay. Moving so, right along. Yeah. So let's, let's do these last three and I'm just going to, I'm going to, you know, the, the, the questions I'll just move on, but, but here's what I will say, things to consider and resources. So leadership and management yourself is something to consider. Are you an example and someone that, that your leadership team should be following? And then the second thing I would say is if you are having people issues, oftentimes I would say 90% of the time, it's usually an engineering problem, not a people problem, meaning that you've got something going on with systems, procedures, checklists, those types of things, maybe even culture. So don't be so quick to go and put a bullet between someone's eyes because they're not performing. Take a good look at yourself. Take a look, good look at your system and make sure that those things are tight first. And if that's the case, it probably truly is a person. Resources for that is coaching, peer groups, and then books that you can lead and read together, meaning that as a, as a leadership team and your managers, you're responsible for training them. You're responsible for their personal development. Believe it or not, I think I really believe in this. Is sometimes I hear people saying, "Well, you know, they they're really really good about training their technicians. They don't do anything with their leaders and managers." And I think it's a massive mistake. And I think it's your responsibility as an owner to invest in that. So things to consider: resources for leadership and management, customer service. Things to consider: it's probably worse than you think. Take some time and go out and read your reviews. There's some cool tools out there that you can look at. One of them is called reviews.ai. What it'll do is it'll take a look at your reviews and it'll pull insights out of like common reviews. And the other cool things that review a, uh, reviews AI will do is that it will look at your competitors and it'll look for their weak spots. And so something to look at, again, I'm just using, I'm also throwing resources out here. We have to finish up. The other one is called Qualaroo, which is, as you can imagine, an Australian company. Um, but it has tons of questions that you can ask when it comes to... Um, figuring out what your customers, what their views are about you, what they perceive, what's going on with the market. I would, we're going to, we're going to link this up on the show notes website, but basically what it does is if you want to do a survey, figure out what's going on with your customer service, figuring out how people really view you. It's a great place to get for, go for ideas, for questions that you can ask. So reviews.ai, get insights on what people really think about your service because it can analyze a ton of reviews as well as what's going on with your competitors. All right. Technology, things to consider when it comes to technology. Number one is that if you're looking at some newfangled software, just keep in mind, salespeople lie. I know that you probably never heard that, but they do. So anything that you see, my rule is I almost take, it's going to take two times longer than I think. And it has about half the capability that they say it has. If you do that- It costs twice as much. Exactly. If you can do that, then you're probably going to be about right. And if you can live with that and it is still going to help your business, then I would move forward. Otherwise, 
most technology out there, I would not be a pioneer. You know, like most they say, you know, most pioneers come back with arrows in their backs. I would let someone else implement the technology. <laughs> and then I would be like on the, I'd say probably, you know, two or three years once the technology is out, then I would jump on the bandwagon there. Resources to think about. I love AIToolsDirectory.com. You know, again, I know everyone knows I'm big and I say I'm big. I really, I'm excited about AI. I don't think it's going to be uh, as much money as people think it's going to be, but I do believe that it is going to change how we do business. We've talked about test world. And then, you know, if your CRM does a conference in the case of cool March, obviously they're doing beyond service, you know, that's with Workwave and pest pack and real green and all the other platforms that they own. But I know that there's other CRMs and they do their conferences. The main thing there is like, you know, for technology, make sure that you're attending these conferences and you know, what's available. The goal out of that is how do we make our people in my business more efficient? So, all right. That was a lot. <laughs> Dan, mm. anything to add? I'm out of breath, actually. <laughs> like I try to get through. No, but 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 the recurring theme really is technology. I mean, we kill bugs, but technology is, uh, you know, you're you're using it to improve your customer service. You're using it for your finance. You're using it for KPIs and leadership. You're using it for you know th this uh, AI directory. I, I think that that's a pretty amazing website, and uh, mm -hmm. it, there's a lot there's a lot going on. And uh, it's funny because when I go to these peer groups that we do, people are using all of these different uh, softwares to, to gamify things and, and, and um, you know, uh, just to, to, to really um, um, bring their, their, their company into this century. And so technology is the recurring theme. Well, at the, I'll say two things here and we're going to finish up. Number one is don't lose sight of the fact that at the end of the day, whether you pester long, we are a service company and service companies are hard because they require a lot of people. And the way that you're super competitive in a service company is that you learn how to leverage people and to get more out of people, which means that we're all about efficiency. That doesn't mean I'm saying you should kill your people and you should work them 80 hours a week. What, that, what I mean by that is that we have to always know the levers in which we can, in we can give them more capability and give them more production capacity. And if you can do that, you absolutely will be more profitable as a business and you'll be a very good service company owner. Second thing I will say is that, you know, this planning process, don't discount it. Take the time to do it. Ultimately, the, the end result out of all of this is that you have something tangible to follow for the next year. It'll help you be more disciplined as an owner in terms of following a strategy and doing things that you have taken the time to think through that are really going to help your business. And then the third thing is, is that you've got focus, right? You don't get caught in the latest tech or the marketing fads. And when someone calls you and says, Hey, I got this great deal. If you want to advertise for three months, you can say, you know what? I do my marketing plan in October. So call me then the vast majority of the time, most people are not going to call you back. You're never so, getting a call. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, with that, Dan, anything to add before we finish out here? I think that's it. All righty. Well, just a reminder that all the resources and topics that we talked about today are available on the podcast website, pmpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes. I'll try to get a template up of this planning process that I use. Um, and again, if you enjoy the show, we appreciate any and all ratings and reviews. Please do so on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or even YouTube. If you do have a complaint, of course, that goes to Dan. And with that, we're signing off. We'll see you all next time. Take care now. Okay. See ya.